Welcome to another episode of Mining Now. On this episode, we are heading overseas to Finland. We're featuring Ari Sartanoja. He is the founder and CEO of Radai. He's here to break down their environmental measurement services using unmanned aerial vehicles and static ground stations. But before we get started, let's thank our sponsors. This episode is sponsored by CIM. CIM is the leading membership organization for technical content and creating connections in the mining industry. Mining professionals and students can access a breadth of technical expertise through the CIM Technical Paper Library, the OneMind Digital Repository, the CIM Journal, the CIM Magazine, and also attend upcoming CIM webinars. Whether you're working in the fields, in the office, or at home, join the community today and learn how they can help you achieve your professional goals. Find out more at cim.org. We are also sponsored by Savanaugh Equipment. Savanaugh Equipment supplies new and used mining equipment around the world, from placer to underground to ore processing plants. They have gold concentrating tables, trommels, and mineral jigs in stock now to take advantage of the high gold prices. You can visit them at SavanaughEquipment.com, where you will find more equipment every day. And last but not least, we have PowerZone Equipment. When you need a specialized team of world-class engineers for your oil and gas, pipelines, dewatering, or any fluid handling needs, you want to visit PowerZone.com. In addition to their inventory, rebuilt pumps, motors, engines, they also have an amazing team to design and engineer your systems, no matter the challenge, no matter the location. Get in the zone with PowerZone. Visit them at PowerZone.com. Let's get on with this episode of Mining Now. Hello, welcome to Mining Now. I'm your host, Jared Downey. The show is brought to you by a partnership between CIM and Crownsman. Um, we love the partnership. We love the show. Thank you for joining us. And today, as our guest, we have Ari, Ari Satanoria. Um, Ari, I'm going to get you to fix how I just said your last name, because I know that's not right. That, that's correct. correct. That, oh, that's I got correct. it right. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, Ari, you're the, you're the founder and CEO of Verdai. Um, which is a geological survey company. Um, can you, before we get into um, some of the technology that you're using, but also the, the gear that you're using to transport your technology, which is, is great, um, tell us about the company. Uh, just give us that little snapshot of it, and then we'll dig in. Okay. okay, we established the company, company about, about 2013, 2013 and, after and after two years, two years we, were we were developing it in our, in our own garage, garage, I would say, I would like, say that. like that. And then, and then our key point in the company in the, from the beginning has been that we wanted to invent something new, lightweight sensor for geophysical surveys. And the key point is to use drones, unmanned aerial mm. vehicles. And that's the idea how to foster, how to improve the current survey methods. And that has been our key idea of the company in, from the beginning. So that, that, that was the basic start from the company. Okay. And, and sort of where have you got to now? What, 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 do you, what, do you, what service are you providing at, at this moment? Yeah. Yeah. Currently, Currently we, are we are providing, providing magnetic, magnetic surveys. Surveys. So we are measuring magnetic, magnetic field. field. And first for customers, we got 2017 between 18 and now the revenue is growing little by little more and more and that's the one key product what we are currently selling or providing customers and then we are developing also other geophysical survey methods 
Yeah, we're going to get into them. They're, they're quite interesting. Um, you've kind of got a goal that you talked about at the beginning. There's, um, I, I forget how many uh, linear kilometers you've flown, but there's sort of a goal that you have to get to, which is essentially the circumference of the Earth. Can you talk a little bit about that, that target that you're uh, quite rapidly approaching, actually? Yeah, actually, when we started 2017-18, there was, we were flying like a few thousands of flying kilometers. But then it has grown rapidly to the, during 2019 and 20. So this year, I think we will fly total amount close to 40,000 line kilometers. Mm. I, I mean that the whole, on the whole company history. So may, maybe 2020, we will fly like 20,000 line kilometers. So it's growing all the time, the line kilometers. I know, I know that, that you've worked, worked with um, a, a fair, fair amount, amount of Canadian companies, companies. Um, and I wanted to get into there. There's a couple interesting things that um, I mean. There, there. I don't know about in Finland, but I know in in Canada they've actually made uh, national news at some points. Um, is about the about the permits for flying drones. Um, so can you? First, can you do a little bit of a setup because you're allowed to fly um, you're allowed to fly drones at a at a much uh, a longer distance from basically the eye of the this eye of sight or the wow I'm saying that wrong um, can you just talk a little bit about that Yeah, actually, how we are doing the surveys we are doing it in the beyond visual line of sight. It's it's a BVLOS operation, so we can't see the plane. So it means that plane is fly, flying like 10 kilometers far away from us. And for that kind of flight operations, you need a special permission. And in, um, I have to say that we have been really lucky when we started this business, we didn't realize that how liberal Finnish regulation is related mm. to drones. And, but anyway, in Finland, it's quite easy to get this kind of BVLOS operation in rural areas where it's not high populated areas and it means that we will get own airspace it's a restricted airspace where we our drones can be flying easily mm. and other nations has own regulations that's that's one challenging part yeah so so looping back to those canadian companies that you've done work for um are you are you able to name a couple of those i know there's a lot of nda stuff in mining so i'm always you know i always want to check before i ask the questions but what are some of the companies that you have worked with um in yeah, yeah. canadian companies Three, three major, major Canadian, Canadian companies, companies where, where we have, we have been, been providing magnetic during, during this year. year. And are those are those op those are operations in Finland with those Canadian companies? Is that right? Which is why you can do the 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 operation that you do with the permitting that Finland has. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. That's correct. So we are doing mainly our operations in Finland. Of course. I'm really interested to expand our operations to other countries also. But anyway, we will start from Finland. That's the plan. Yeah. Is are you seeing other countries starting to move? Because this is, I mean, this is a major challenge. Because can Canada is a very similar um, thing where they've got most of their population, most of our there, our population is. I mean, I. Like within a couple hundred kilometers of the U.S. border, like ninety percent or something like that. 
So, so most of our, our, our landscape, landscape is empty. And so if you're flying a, a drone over those, uh, doing those surveys, you're not interacting with humans or very, very minimal. Um, are you seeing more countries starting to move that direction where they are loosening the, the permitting? Mm. I don't know, maybe not loosening, but at least in European area, they are unifying it so that every mm. European country should have same kind of regulation and legislation for the Airbus, these unmanned aerial vehicles. And that's what the European aviation authorities are currently doing. And the legislation will give in action, I think, is, is it during this year or beginning of next year? But anyway, the idea is that if you, for example, get the drone certification in Finland, you should be able to use that cer certification and fly also in other countries. In, mm, in I see. But, in but, what I, but what I can say about this Bayond visual line of sight operation, I know that that, that will be tough in those air, high populated areas. That will be tough in future, that for sure. Yeah, and, and I mean, understandably so. Obviously, you don't want someone to be able to fly their drones all over. You know, we're here in Vancouver. We wouldn't want that. Um, but, but I was wondering. In, in, I want to clarify something. Clarify something. You're in. You're in the north of Finland. Is that right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So that that's a lot lower population. Um, now, in higher uh, densified areas, do they must have fairly strict permitting as well? Right. Yes, 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 yes. They, they, so they, they they've actually separated out the, the, the locations. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's true. true. And there are, there also, are also these altitude, altitude restrictions, restrictions that drones can fly, fly too, high. too high. But in the land, in the land, land for, example, for example, in Finland, in Finland rural rural areas, areas, there are no restrictions almost at all. Maybe some military bases and things like that you need to take care of. And of course, there is this wildlife how do you say the eagle nests? That's what you need to take mm. care of. That kind of restrictions. But when you know from the certain time you can't go to some area because there is eagle nests, that's okay. If you know how to handle those things, it's not a big deal. But I believe the same, same issues appear in the Canada also, that there are also wildlife restrictions in some areas. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, for sure there is. Um, what I, I'm trying to understand, though, there's a couple things. Again, when you now deal with part of, you know, the European Union and all that sort of thing, now you're also getting into, like, data sharing things. And I want to get into your technology and your units, and I, I, your, your, I wanted to cover all that as well. But I just, I just want to sort of get, get clarification on that, because if, um, if you're going, let's say you've got permitting across, it's sort of a unified across the U European Union, that doesn't necessarily mean you can go across borders with this and there's data sharing issues and all that sort of stuff. Sort of being in the business, um, how, do you, how do you sort of see that playing out over the next couple of years? Yeah, that's a tough question. I can say that when we, when we started operation in Finland, we didn't even know that how restricted some, some parts of this business are. For example, in Finland, the military forces will give you or you can't make these measurements without mili military forces giving the permission and in okay. Finland it, it's not restricted to share the data but for example what I know for example Russia it's the government or the state of the Russian government owns the geophysical data so you can't transport that data to outside of the mm. Russian borders and I have to say that I don't know the legislation from 
other countries? How about in Germany or France or Spain? What kind of data sharing regulations they have? It will for your company, though, it once it's unified under the European Union at first, it will because then I just realized as I was I was about to ask a question, what it means is a Canadian company like you've, you've uh, worked with a few Canadian companies now operating in Finland. Now, those same Canadian companies operating in other countries are able to access the same technology that you're offering because uh, it's under one. That's right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's possible. possible. And for the Canadian companies, when they operate in Finland, it's pretty easy. We, of course, we process and process, process the data. The data. And we will give, give them so, so actually, actually the data, the data itself is not delivered, delivered outside. outside. They, will they will get, get the results, results here, here in Finland. Because it's operating in Finland. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I want to yeah, jump into some of the products. So, so you, you kind of go, you kind of switch, switch into, into the geophysical, but then you're also a flight company. Let's start with the, I mean, I want to get a drone company on our show. <laughs> Pretty much the first episode. We were trying so hard. <laughs> when, we, when we first launched at CIM, um, we tried to get drone companies on, we couldn't get them on. So you're here. So I've got to ask you just about the units, the flying units that you've got. Let's start with that, and then we'll get into the uh, geophysical side of it. Yeah, that's really a good question because when we started this company, I thought that the flying, then the flight operation, then geophysics is the same. But nowadays, I don't think that anymore. And even mm. furthermore, I'm planning to separate these companies so that the flight operations should be separated from this current company. The flight operations are totally different task. And then the geophysical survey is other task. And in the geophysical, I mean the instrument and the data processing. So if you think about the survey method, the drone is just a, how do you say, bus or taxi taxi it's just driving there and carrying the equipment that's how i see it so for example our field team it's not a professional in the geophysics or geology but they are really professional in the flight aviation they know how to handle the drones and that's mm. and furthermore nowadays i see the risk assessment and the quality, and the quality control, control for, for flight, flight aviation is even, even more and more, and more important. important. And that's, and that's why, why my, plan my plan is to separate, separate two, different two different companies. companies. Other, other one is doing flight, flight operations, and other, other one is doing the geophysical survey, sensor data, data processing. So do you, um, obviously you're rigging these out the for the, the geophysical surveys, but have you, um, how, How have, have you, you got, got that, that the distance, distance and everything, and everything like, like that? that? Have, have you have, have you customized the units themselves, the drones themselves? Yes. yes. Currently, Currently, in the beginning, in the beginning we, we built our, our drones on our, our own, own, and, and even, now, even now we are, we are flying, flying the drones which, which we have we have customized and built our own. And the and sensors we are, we are developing, they have, they have to be so, so lightweight so that we should have been able to. We have been building them on our own. Okay, I can say that the magnet magnetometer, the sensor itself has been bought, but all the rest, the data locker and all the other sensors we have customized. I see. Um, so, so how many how many units do you current currently have um, in your? I guess it would be called a fleet. Yeah. Okay. We have something like um, eight planes. When we go to the field, we use two planes simultaneously, two planes are flying at the same time, and then we have 
two or three spare planes. So if something happens to the planes, then we can just take the spare plane and continue the survey. Right. How many people so to fly those two simultaneously? Just the flight. Let's say they weren't doing all the geological side of it. Um, those those operators. How many people does it take to fly two? How how much can you cover in a day? Does weather you know all that sort of stuff? How do you sort of how do you sort of map out how much you're going to be able to map in a yeah, day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have currently we have two people in the field. So we have a flight operator who is flying the plane or launching and landing it and then the other people is monitoring the flight all the time and the well we will it depends on the weather and sunlight but our record is a little bit more than 1000 kilometer in one day but that means a really long day but i would say that something like 400 500 kilometers in one day it's possible to do and if I think about our surveys for Canadian companies they have been like a little bit more than 5,000 line kilometers so it means that we must be able to fly quite a lot in one day and yeah so those long those long days are yeah those are your those are sort of your summer months and those sort of things where you can work yes. those yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then just, I want to move on to the, uh, to the magnetic survey systems that you have uh, in just a moment. Um, in the winter with these, because these are electric powered units, how long are they going to be, when it drops to uh, maybe not even like extreme conditions, but j just uh, into the cooler months, do you lose a lot of, uh, do you lose a lot of uh, distance with that? Yes, some distance, but I would say that the lack of sunlight is maybe the most mm. problematic. Of course, the temperature is one issue and certainly is, but it's also possible to heat the cabin, the batteries, so you can oh. handle that problem. But it doesn't matter, the flights are a little bit shorter. In summer times, we are flying like one and a half or two hours per one flight. But in the okay. winter time, maybe one hour or a little bit less. And I of see. course, it depends on the terrain. If it's very hilly, okay, in Finland, we don't have that kind of areas. But, but anyway, there are some hill, hills also in Finland. So that shortens the flight time also. There, I think I saw in the picture you said there was one, maybe uh, it was in Greenland. There was flying through a mountain. It was quite the shot. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, that, 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 that really, really nice retrieval. Nice. We made we one, one quite large, large survey, survey in Greenland, Greenland two, two years, years ago, 2018, 2018 summer. summer. That, 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 that was really, really nice. nice. And, and I, 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 I like that shot also. <laughs> that was that huge experience, experience for us. How to, how trans to transport all the equipment, equipment how, how to make one survey in other country. country. Yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing stuff. Okay, Ari, let's let's get into the let let's get into the sort of the nuts and bolts of the technology um, because obviously that's the service that you're providing. So it's 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 I think you're using a magnetic survey system. I am so far from a geologist or understanding it that I I'm obviously going to rely on you to walk me through it. Um, but you're primary you're primarily using the magnetic survey system. Um, can you talk about it? There's there's a list that you have, um, and but you, you, I think off air we wanted to discuss a few, and there's one called the Radice Three Component Magnetic Survey System. So let's start with that. Sure, what it is, and then then let's dig into it a little bit. 
Yeah, this uh, usually magnetic field has been measured as a scalar measurement. It's just like a, you would say that some point you, you are measuring just like a temperature, one magnetic value for the one point. But actually magnetic field is a vector field. It's pointing somewhere. And our sensor is able to detect the direction also of the magnetic field. We are using flux gate magnetic sensor. I don't know why people are not using that survey method a lot. Maybe one reason is that it's quite tricky because if the plane is moving, it's rotating, you need to measure also the rotation really accurately and at the same time you are measuring the magnetic field and then you need to compensate the result. But anyway, that's the system and process what we have been developing. We have been able to measure quite accurately three component magnetic vector and then by using the inversion method by processing the data we will get more accurate result of the bedrock and soil magnetic material. So, so that, that method that you're, you're using, using though, um, is, is that, that, now, that's, that's something that was in the industry before? So have you refined it? Have you done something specifically? Again, this is a tough, a tough question for me to ask because I don't have as, as good of an understanding of the system. I was trying to read through it and understand it, but obviously you're an expert in it. How much of what you're doing was already in place and then you just attach that to that, that approach to your units? Um, to your drones, or have you developed, have you fine-tuned the uh, the system that you're using? Yeah, I think we have not developed any new equipments. These flux gate were developed, I think, was it even World War II? So they are pretty old technology. Of course, the sensors mm -hmm. itself has been improved. But I think our innovation has been uh, that we are now applying using this latest flux gate technology also latest IMU orientation unit technology and then UIVs drones together and that's the maybe the if you can say the key innovation and of course you need to develop also the software for processing this mm. data what you now get from this these sensors so I, I would say that there's nothing innovation in the sensor itself but applying together these sensors that's the innovation yeah, you know, no, that's a, that's a, that's a good, good clarification. clarification. I, I actually just had someone on the show and they were talking about um, a lot of times when people hear innovation, they're thinking of a sort of a whole new way of doing it as opposed to refining and fine tuning a, uh, a tried and tested way. And that's really what you've done, right? Yeah, 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 yeah that's, that's true. true. There's another uh, electromagnetic, uh, the future that you sort of have off, off uh, camera you've talked about. Um, can you talk a little bit about where you see you as a company going and, and where the technology is going and how you utilize the technology? Yeah, that's that's interesting system. I think that kind of system does not exist in the market so much. At least some prototypes and some companies are doing uh, trying to make that kind of systems in the market. The idea is in the electromagnetic system is that you should be able to measure the conductivity of the soil, of the bedrock. That's pretty normal in geophysics, but using a drone for that, it's, it's challenging. So we need to have a transmitter, which is sending the electromagnetic signal, and then we need to have a receiver to receive the signal. And then the bedrock and the soil change the signal a little bit really little bit 
and then we should be able to detect that small change and then we can find out the conductivity of the bedrock and soil. And we have been developing this since 2016 and 2017 we got nice funding from European Union and using that funding we have been able to develop it much further. It's not a commercial product, it's a prototype still, but we have got really good results and we will hope that after one year maybe we should be able to make first pilot tests here in Finland. I want to, um, I want there, I'm going to jump, uh, I'm going to jump uh, forward and then, or I'm going to jump back to the beginning of something I referenced and then I want to jump because that jump uh, back into the funding that you got because I think that's an important thing. Um, it's, it's so, funding is such a, especially on the exploration side, of course, funding is a major part of this, this business. So I want to talk about the European uh, funding, the, the European Union funding that you got, because I think it's so important to understand these different funding streams. Um, um, but I want to go first, because we just talked about your technology, I want to talk, is there any of these projects, you mentioned a couple, um, you mentioned uh, Firefox Gold, uh, um, uh, quantum, quantum and uh, B2, uh, B2 Gold, Gold are the three that you've done. done. Are, are there, there any sort of, is there any one of those that you'd like to kind of highlight as part of your technology? And then I want to get into some of that funding uh, for the elect electromagnetic. Yeah, at least the latest one was the first quantum mineral survey last summer, a little bit after that. And that was really interesting survey. We measured a little bit more than 5,000 kilometers in Finland, Lapland. And actually the area is so big that we used two teams same time. So we have a two flight team. One flight mm. team was in the field using the two drones simultaneously. And then the team came back and then the other team continued the survey. And that's how we were able to do the job in decent time. And the customer was really helpful also. There was a geologist in the team, not every day, every day, but every week visiting there and assisting us. So that's why the product and the survey was so successful. How, how much, much uh, you, you know, know you, you've, you've already mentioned, but how much of a difference does it make when you've got, got that, 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 that customer sort of right there, there with you? Because there's some, we have, we've had some people on the show, you can tell they sort of want the company to not be involved in what they're, like they just kind of want to do it and provide the report, but it sounds like in your case, you're sort of wanting that, you appreciate having that geologist there uh, sort of along the way to continuously update. Yeah, 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 yeah that's, that's okay. okay. I can, I can say, say that those, those other, other, other surveys, the, the customer was, was not visiting, visiting the field, field and that, that was not the problem. problem. We, made we made it a different, different way that after we got, we got the survey result, result we immediately sent it to the customer, customer and they checked the data. The data. That, 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 that was, was also possible, possible but, but it's, 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 it's not mandatory, mandatory to visit, visit the in the field for the customer, but it's nice, I say so. Um, that, I want to jump, jump back. back, I just, I just wanted, wanted to kind of highlight, highlight some of those because we just kind of talked about, about your product, product, so I wanted to sort of get an example. Um, funding gets, uh, you know, you know I, I kind of outlined the importance of it already, but, uh, but uh, let's, let's talk about, about I think it's, it's called Horizon 2020 Next or something, uh, new exploration technologies. Um, can you talk about what that funding stream is? It's very interesting, um, because it's got this collaboration of, uh, 
it's the European Union and then it's multiple companies, so obviously companies from different countries. It's quite, quite interesting. Could you just kind of talk a little bit about it? Yeah. Okay, I don't know so well about the Horizon 2020 globally, but it's it's a huge, huge funding organi organizational institute for funding European areas, different business brands. And mining is only one, but there is healthcare and ICT mm. sector and all kind of things. And there are billion, billions of euros for funding. But about this topic, what, what fund, funding we got, that... Those are close to 10 million euros budget for that kind of funding what we got in the next project. And the aim of the project is to develop new exploration, sensitive exploration technologies, which is acceptable for nowadays societies. And there are 16 partners in that Horizon 2020 project. And this year, I would say again about other Horizon project, it's Golden Eye. That's also close to 10 million euros funding, what, uh, funding for that project. And there's also 17 partners. So we have been really lucky to get two different, this kind of huge funding project for us. Our funding total amount is close to 1.5 million. And that helps a lot us to develop these systems for geophysical surveys. What is the process for, for that? I mean, those are large amounts of funds that are available, of course, but um, what is that process? Is it, is it companies that are developing uh, ways that are more environmentally friendly? Um, uh, what sort of the criteria to, to get a funding, uh, to get funding? Do you have to be a country within the European Union? Like just those sort of standard things you have to be. Yeah, yeah, yes. yes. At, at least mainly, mainly you need to be the European, European Union. Union. I, I, know, I know that, know that there, there are some, some restrictions. For example, Canadian companies, I think they can also join, but they can't get funding. But anyway, they can join the consortium. But it's a huge competition for this project. So it's, I would say that less than 5% are successful if you make a proposal. Because the funding, for example, in the next project, it's, it is a 100% funding. And in that other project, Golden Eye, it is 70% funding. So the funding rate is really good. But it's a long process to make the proposal. It means mm -hmm. that the, all the partners, they have to prepare the proposal several months or maybe almost one year. We make the proposal for the next. We visited two times in Brussels together and see the, all the partners. And we used plenty of effort and force, the power to make the proposal and but we were lucky to get it granted so usually they don't get granted but we were lucky yeah, yeah I, I, I i whenever, whenever someone, someone says they're lucky and a few people have said it on the show, show I, I i don't see a, um i always know there's an extra level that they had what what was that um you know I, I'm, I'm sure you're, you're humble and everything but i, I you know it, it's, it's important for for you know for the the audience to understand as well what gave you that edge that you could get that funding um is it was it presentation was it the scope that you would you know that stream that you would be able to deliver that was in demand you know what do you think sort of stood you uh, apart well I would say that the whole consortium has to have a good proposal. I mean that our company role, it's only 
really small part. But anyway, in the proposal, there has to be some innovative, something new, because the evaluators, they have plenty of different proposal and they are going through the proposal mm -hmm. and they give certain points of different tasks, the innovation and technical readiness level and things like that. But I don't know what is edge. Our company has been bringing in two, two these two horizon projects, we have been explaining and describing these drone-based electromagnetic surveys, different levels. And that's maybe has been interesting also for the evaluators, I guess so. I want, I want to kind of understand, understand too, uh, you know, as far as we get, get to the, 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 the back end of this interview, um, where, where Radai fits in. Um, and, and by that, that I mean, you know, there's, you know, someone, someone needs a hundred, you know, a hundred kilometers or something. So I'm, I'm sure they, you, they don't get any you to pack up all your gear and bring all your, your crew out. So, so where is that sort of, where is that, that, that sweet, sweet spot, spot for you as, as a company? company? Well, um, I would say that where, where we are aiming or what is our goal as a company, how, how I see and or I would say in the first that about the challenges is that the leveraging, how we can scale up the business is one challenge for us. Because it, mm. if we get the, for example, survey case in other countries, it's really difficult to transfer all the equipments. So most of all, I would in the future, I would like to see the drone companies to be more interested about this kind of operations. And for example, let's assume that in Canada there would there, and there are plenty of drone companies which can fly yeah. really effectively. So I would be really interested to make cooperation with those people to provide this kind of survey method, this kind of sensor and data processing, and they would be able to do the survey in their home oh, nation. That, uh... Um, yeah, yeah oh, so, so and, and, that's, that's an interesting point. point. So you're, you, you really want to attack there because there's, there's other companies. companies. I mean, of course, if like you, you go to a, you go to a trade show or something like that back when we had live trade shows, shows. Um, when, when you, you go, go to that, that you would see, I mean, there was a ton of drone companies. So you really do want to collaborate with some of those companies if there's an opportunity for that, that sort of your scalability. Absolutely, yeah, yeah that's, that's the idea. idea. And now, and now when, when the, my, my idea, idea is to establish its own drone, drone company here, here in Finland, Finland. and I would like, like to clone or, or hook that, that idea when we learn in that, that flight, flight operation company, company what, what kind, kind of company, company should, should cooperate with Radai? Radai. And currently, currently, for example, we are training one team in Africa, in Nigeria. It's going to be a long process, we will test our systems. How we could train Local, local people, people in other, other countries country to use our, our drones. drones. Right. right. Um, now, now, for, for you, um, Ari, you know, this is... I, I, when, when did you sort of decide, I'm going, going, to, I'm going to pursue this? this. I mean, in, in, I mean, you, you got, got funding, funding later on, but you, you had, had to start that. that. I, think I think you have a partner. partner. I mean, how, how did you sort of get to the point where you were going to... Uh, go, go out on your road and, and, and sort, sort of tackle this type of company. It's, it's never easy to start, start a company, so I'm always curious of, of what, what sort of motivated someone to do it and what sort of their vision is that keeps them, keeps them going. So you mean how, how we invented or what was the basic idea? How it was, it was me and my friend when we 
found this idea so that actually we were not even planning to establish the company. We were just interested to test how this this kind of magnetic survey would work. And little by little, it went more serious. We have a one mining site here near our hometown. We visit there with our drones and we started to test our magnetic system. And little by little, we saw that, hey, this is possible to do. In the early phase, we just thought that we put the magnetometer in the drone and that's like that. It's take only a few months. But then after three years, we realized that it's, it's not so easy. So it's, yeah. it's always surprising when you, we start really doing something as a business, then it, it becomes more difficult. Was it difficult because you wanted to get it absolutely right? Like, could, it, could you have put it forward into a year earlier or two years earlier and you just felt like it wasn't quite ready? Or was there just challenges that you just didn't foresee and, and it just it completely had to be reworked, the, your approach? Yeah, we didn't see all the challenges. We thought that we know what is magnetic field, how to measure it. We thought that we know how to fly drones, but then there started to come surprises after surprises. Even the magnetic field, it's so simple maybe, but it's not so simple to measure also the magnetic field. Mm. And the drones, when we started 2013, 2012, I bought my first drone. I didn't know anything about drones. It was just oh. in the market, there came first drones, maybe a little bit earlier than that. And we, it was just a childish idea that, hey, let's try that kind of multi-copter and let's attach there some sensor. So, so even, even now, now I'm thinking, thinking of how, how how, how we, we succeeded, succeeded because, because we didn't have <laughs> any, 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 any knowledge. Is it more now that you've you sort of got, got it, it, or is, is it easier, easier to see sort of a vision, or, or, or is, is it sort of, of a, you know, a case by case, case get, get, get more customers, or do you have a pretty clear vision of where you want the company to move forward to? As I said, in, do you mean in, in, in the future, how, how we want to move yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway now, now, now we, we already, already have customers, customers and mm -hmm. we know how to improve, and there's plenty of things what we can improve. In I mean, in the new sensors and about the drones itself, I'm somehow interested to improve the effectiveness so that why don't we use three drones or four drones or five drones simultaneously. Mm. Of right. course, I, I know that it's a legislation part also that is it so that there has to be one pilot for each drone. But somehow I have a strong feeling that in future this kind of fleet drone swarms are coming into the action and maybe the legislation will change also so that one person can monitor and control several drones. I think it, it has to be like that in the future. You know, you know I, I think, think so, so you've touched, touched on an interesting, interesting point, point, I think, I think Ari, is, is that, that if, if you, you could, could operate, operate your uh, business within, within 
the, the parameters and the permitting and the regulations that you have now, when, when it does, when it does change, you'll be that much further ahead. Is, is that, is that sort of your approach? Is that someone else will be, a, they won't be where you are because you've been able to operate within these parameters. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah absolutely. That's true. true. That if there comes, and there, there will come new regulation, of course, we are much more familiar than you competitors, if I would say so. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, just to wrap, wrap up the interview, interview um, um, so for you, you obviously, obviously a Canadian, Canadian company wanting to do the surveys, surveys that, I, I mean, you're in, in Finland, Finland. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're, <laughs> you're the kind of company to go to. to. Are, you Are you able, able to, to is, 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 is it worth, worth at this point having, having the conversation, conversation um, if you're, if, if other companies, companies uh, or in other countries, they need your services? Yeah, currently I can see that we focus on Finland currently now and next country where we are going to is to Sweden but definitely for mm -hmm. other countries we are fully interested but there I would say that we strongly would like to see a drone company as a partner for us because right now I see it's so difficult for us for example one case in Turkey it's we were planning to go there but we okay maybe it was lucky that we didn't go there immediately because there are plenty of regulations in every country and you need to know them truly. But like in mm. Turkey, in that case, there was really talented drone operator partner and using that as a partner, it should be successful. I see. I see. No, it's no, very it's important. Very important. And, uh, it's, 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 it's something we actually, actually hadn't really discussed off the camera, so I'm glad, glad we got to discuss a little bit on the show because, because uh, obviously, obviously that, that scalability, scalability and expanding and seeing that, that opportunity, opportunity um, it, and, and, and hopefully, hopefully people are watching with drone, drone companies, companies uh, you know, we'll reach out to you as well. Yeah, 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 that, that's definitely so. I, I hope to meet drone companies which would be interested to make this kind of business. And, and when the process is working, sensors are good, this is profitable business. But you need to know plenty of aviation, the drones, the legislation, how to operate in the field in rough environment with the drones and I believe many drone operators knows it but maybe not all right, right. Okay. okay thank, thank you, you Ari, for, for, uh, for coming on the show we covered a lot of ground um, this, this this technology is is uh, like, like you said, said it's, it's, this, it's, it's this, this old technology that's, that's being revamped in this modern, modern world of drones and data collection and real-time real data and all this sort of thing. So, so it's good. There's a lot of room left for it to go. Um, you know, looking, looking for partnerships. You're sort of at an interesting time. time. So I'm glad we got you on the show now because I think it's sort of, uh, you know, maybe maybe in a couple of years or another year, you know, have you back on and sort of. Sort, sort of look, look at that, that journey, journey forward. It's, it's going to be quite, quite interesting, interesting to watch. watch. Yeah, yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, I, I, I would be also interested to join your, your interview later, later also after a few years. years. It's, 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 it's going to be interesting <laughs> for me also to see the, how the company is, where is this going. going now, because there's, there's so, so much technology coming and there are plenty of challenges. So let's see what will happen in the future. Well, it seems from talking to you off, off, camera and, and here, it, it, it seems, seems like you, you've, you've done, done a, a good job of developing it and securing, uh, you know, getting, getting customers and, 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 and working within your own borders, but then, then looking, looking for ways to, you know, opportunities to partnership. I, I think that's a, a, a good outlook for a company like yourself. And uh, yeah, I, just, I want to say thank you for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. It's uh, right now, I think it's almost midnight here that I'm doing the interview and I think it's about... 
10, 10, uh, 10, 10 in the morning, morning or something. Your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's 10 in the morning. Yeah, yeah, so, so we're choosing the reverse. Usually we're, we're doing, doing our, doing our show, show at 8 30 in the morning. morning. So, <laughs> um, so, so yeah, yeah, thanks, thanks for coming, coming on, on, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad, glad we, we could, could sort of work, work it out to do it. Hey, thanks, sir. It was a pleasure to discuss with you. Thank you, Ari. Okay, that is the show, everyone. Like I said, this is actually, I mean, you'll just watch it online, but this is a late night show for us. So, special thanks to Gary for coming in tonight, basically, to do the show. We appreciate it. Rory is the Rory Bamford, is the one who booked this show. So, thank you for booking us. This is Rory. Thank you again, Ari, for coming on the show. Keep watching, everybody. Keep, keep promoting, promoting mining, mining. Um, keep, keep looking, looking for new technology, technology. recommending guests to us. We love, we love doing the doing show with you um, and supporting the mining industry. industry. So, so thank, thank you, thank you, and see you on, on the next, next episode of Mining, mining now. now. Thank you for watching this episode of Mining Now. Please remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on the show or know someone that should be a guest on the show, please contact us, info at crownsman.com. Again, thank you so much to all of our sponsors and thank you for watching. We will see you on the next episode.